Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Hey, Better Together with Maria Menunos fans. It's not Maria Menunos, it's Mr. Maria Menunos. Sitting in for my beautiful and talented wife, of course, with my co host. Kelsey Alexandra Meyer. Hey. With the peace sign. <laughs> Not the soft smile, though. There you go. Well, yeah, no, one more hey. time, please, please. I was too okay. excited to soft well, every, smile. That's true. Okay. I know. And you know why? Why? I'll start with the quote of the day. Ooh. That may, may give Get everyone an inkling as to why Kelsey is not doing the soft smile, but right. a bright smile, a smile with teeth. Yeah, a teeth hmm. smile. With the peace sign. With the peace sign. Obviously. Okay, you have a choice. Every moment every moment of the day to open yourself up. And when you do that, it opens the channel of love. That is from our dear friend and recurring guest, Dr. Laura Berman, who's going to be in studio with us today. And if you don't remember Dr. Laura, Kelsey's going to remind you Heck whom yeah. they are. Dr. Laura is a leading expert in the field of sex and relationship therapy. You guys, we've talked with Dr. Laura a few times on the show, but I'm excited today, Kev, because she's going to be talking to us about Ascension Syndrome, which you've talked about before, mm -hmm. but you guys are that really... I, that I learned from Dr. That Laura. That you learned from Dr. Laura. You guys are going to get into it. I'm excited. And I also feel like I text Dr. Laura quite literally every day with a new <laughs> question. So we're going to talk about ego, attachment styles, Empathy, you guys, I mean, even before we started the show, they started getting into stuff. And I was like, stop. And wait, wait, can and we wait, save and, it? And can we add on quantum love for one more thing that I sounds mean, amazing, but I don't understand? Exactly. So we're going to get into it all. She is literally the best of the best. Let me give her... Proper intro here. Dr. Berman is a world-leading expert in sex, love, and relationships. She earned two masters and a PhD from New York University and has spent the last several decades helping individuals and couples around the globe love and be loved better. She's a New York Times bestselling author, an award-winning radio host, and the host of her podcast, The Language of Love. You've seen her on the show before, and we, we are excited to welcome her back. Dr. Laura Berman, Dr. Laura, thank you for being here. Oh, I love being with you guys. I'm oh. so grateful to be here. I didn't know Kelsey's texting. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't text me every day. No, that was me being dramatic. But, but, but and most of her texts are just sweet little winks or sending a picture of her mother reading my book or things like that. But that sometimes, is but sometimes <laughs> she asks a question, which are always good. And I'm always willing to, ask, I mean, everyone has, all my friends ask me questions. I don't mind. Yeah. I don't mind either. I mean, I get more in the show business, but I, it yeah. never, never bothers me. I like me. it. Yeah. Right. I like it too. Yeah. Well, I feel I like both of you are just a wealth of knowledge. Like I can talk to you from like about this to this. I mean, honestly, both of you. So well, Dr. Laura is a little bit wealthier in knowledge than <laughs> no. I. That's right, not true. Wait, just about different things. Exactly. Different things. Right. I I can tell you all about Better Call Saul and The Sopranos. <laughs> Stop. Uh, anyway, Ascension Syndrome. Yeah. This, this is, you know, when I initially reached out, I know Maria's known you forever, but I initially reached out because I saw some of your work on Ascension Syndrome and then it just kind of. I went down that rabbit hole. Can you define it for us? And because I believe it's real yeah. as well. And I think I shared this with you, Kev, but 
um, you have really inspired me because you and I, what happened is I was, I think I was on the, I came here, I was doing the show with Maria and you were in the house. Yeah, I was listening, I was auditing listening the show. In, and then you reached out and we knew each other, but we never had like, you know, sort of more surface, you know, we never had a really like personal conversation and you reached out to me and, and uh, wanted to connect and you were sharing some of the stuff that resonated with you that we had talked about and some of what you were going through. And I said, wait, Kev, I think what you're going through is what I call Ascension syndrome. Mm. And you said, what the hell is that? <laughs> and I told you and you were like, holy crap, you need to write a book on this. Yeah. And my first reaction was like, holy crap, there's no way I can write a book on this because I'm I'm a student of this. I am not an expert. And you, and I've, it didn't even occur to me that you could write a book on something that you're not an expert on. Yeah. But because every book I've well, written nine, but they've all been on my expertise. And you're like, no, you interview experts. You, yeah, you share, info. you aggregate. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. You can do that. Yeah. And I think I even said to you, wait, I have a, I have a full body yes to that, which are the only yes. Yes, no, God. I love the full body yes. I, yeah. we, have, we have to remind everyone about that too, on top of everything else with yeah. the gold mine of information you have, because <laughs> we use full body yes all the time. Or I'll ask Maria, Maria, is that a full body yes? Yes. That is the only thing I say yes to, are full body yeses, but I it just came straight through. And I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm going to do this. And so... I'm, I've done it. It's it's uh, it's out for pre-order now. Oh my, oh my god! Okay, gosh. all right. So we'll have the info to pre-order. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. By the end of the show. Okay. But it's because of you, Kev. Oh, thank Aww, you. Thank see. you very much. It's called "You're Not Crazy, You're Just Ascending." You're just ascending. Oh, what a title! <laughs> Chills all over my body. I love. No, that. that's a great title. You know, the one of the things that that's usually great. disappoints me with a lot of writers practitioners or experts is that they'll have the great book, but they fall short on yeah, the, the title. Sucky title. I see it all the time. And then they're married to it. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's a, you nailed it. That's you so good. nailed it. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I mean, that's the truth of how I, I came to this. And, and I also wrote it as an ebook, which I've never done before. I've always like had a publisher, and, <sighs> but I just wanted this to come out super quick and just because, to get it out because it is in our faces right now. It's mm. so important and um, so I just stopped caring about perfectionism. It probably has typos in it still. I don't care. Like, I just needed to get the information out there. And so... Um, Does yeah, it really I'm have typos? About, because there's people who can do that, too. I know. Too. I, right now, they're, they're proofreading. You know, I'm getting it proofread, Good, and I'm putting the fine. illustrations in. But And that's the only reason it's, you know, it's going to come out officially se uh, September 30th, but it's available right now for pre-order. So it'll come right into your e in inbox if you order okay. it now. So cool. Let's tell everyone about Ascension yeah. Syndrome mm -hmm. to get them excited about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so here's the thing. We are living in insane times. All of us can agree on that. Yes. Right? between COVID and the, you know, awareness, the new, the growing awareness over the past several years, at least in the public forum of racial and social disparities, riots, politics, like there's so much craziness. And the other thing that I did extensive research on and didn't even fully understand as much as I wanted to before writing this book is that there are crazy amounts of astrological happenings mm. that started around the time of the pandemic, no surprise there, that haven't happened for like 400 to 600 years. The poles, the magnetic poles of the earth have shifted. There are like so many crazy things happening environmentally, energetically, astrologically, and socially all at once. And we are all experiencing collective post-trauma, you know, post-traumatic stress from COVID and the shutdown and every, all the relationship upheaval and personal upheaval that happened during that time and is still unpacking and happening. So all of this together feels like the world is going freaking crazy. Mm -hmm. And in some ways it is, but what I'm here to try to teach people and what I was you know, helping you understand when we first spoke is that this actually is happening for a very specific reason. And what is happening is that the earth's energetic frequency has rapidly increased. They're actually able to measure it. Starting in 2020, the Schumann resonance of the earth spiked higher than they've ever seen it in recorded history. I mean, NASA monitors the Schumann resonance of the Earth. It's the electromagnetic frequency of the Earth. <sighs> and so we 
are energetic beings with an energetic frequency. We talked about this in the shows I've done with you about quantum love, right? That's what quantum love was about, that our bodies are pure atomic energy with a frequency that's constantly shifting and changing in large part set by our environment, but also by our moods and our thoughts and our feelings, often unconscious ones. And what most of us are doing are like human tuning forks. We're all matching everyone else, especially if we're mm. codependent or recovering codependent, um, versus holding our own frequency, right? And the higher your frequency is, your, fr your energetic frequency creates your reality, right? So the higher, that's the secret behind the secret. The higher your energetic frequency is, the more beautiful things you attract to you, the more you can manifest, okay? Now, nature does not ever change in its frequency. We in train match nature's frequency. Nature, unlike humans and pets and animals, don't match our frequency, we match its. Which is why I always have always said to people, one of the best ways to raise your frequency or even just get out of a bad mood is to go into nature. Mm -hmm. Because it will not change and you have no choice but to match it, okay? So now, the energetic frequency of the earth has massively spiked. And we, in our human bodies, suddenly have to match that. Oh. With no choice, we have no choice in the matter. Our bodies just match it. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. So as our frequencies rise along with the earth's, all kinds of crazy shit is coming up to be cleared. Because the only way you can really ri raise your baseline frequency is by healing your wounds, facing your shadows. So that's why everyone's going so freaking crazy because all their shit is coming up to be cleared. And so there is this array of symptoms and I've interviewed hundreds of different experts and done so much um, research on this, but there is a whole collection of emotional, spiritual, and physical symptoms that are ascension symptoms. And you were having a lot of them, which mm -hmm. is how we started this conversation. Whoa. What are some of the symptoms? Well, so physically, heart palpitations, dizziness, buzzing in the ears, which by the way, is a precursor to clairsentience. Mm -hmm. So this is a cool thing. Ascension is actually raising our frequency to the point where we are going to be walking around as these psychic master manifestors. Like we're going to a really good place. Getting there is a bumpy ride, right? And that's what the book is about, helping you 
move through it with as much grace and support as possible. So buzzing in the ears, dizziness, um, heart palpitations, digestive problems, sleeplessness, mood, emotionally moodiness, suddenly like no longer liking the same foods mm. that you always liked or suddenly craving things you never wanted before. Um, suddenly no, like a lot of suddenly seeing things that you've always taken for granted in a totally new light like truths or things you always just assumed were true. And this goes in the social political sector. It goes in your backyard. It goes in your family, right? Where suddenly you're like, I call it the, the thing hidden in plain sight. <laughs> suddenly you're like, holy shit, like, wait a minute. That, I now see this dynamic and, and how it happened and how it doesn't serve me in a way that I never did before. And the ability to put up with things no longer works. And this is one of the hardest and most beautiful parts of Ascension is that our old coping skills no longer work. Not working. They do not work. And so we have to actually face the things that we've been using other coping skills to manage, right? And then a lot of people um, on the metaphysical side are starting to actually experience these more psychic and metaphysical experiences. So they'll hear things, they'll see things, they'll see auras. And they literally, you know, especially if that's not something you're used to, you feel like, holy crap, am I like having a schizophrenic break here, you know, but you're actually not. Now, let me just preface by saying, if you have real physical symptoms or significant changes in diet or digestion, you're suddenly hearing voices, you know, get it checked out just to be sure. Right. And I know when we spoke, you had been, you mm -hmm. were having physical symptoms. You'd been to the doctors you were like, yeah. they're, they're saying nothing is wrong. That, that was a perfect example of ascension. Yeah. And exhaustion. Yeah. And I massively call it, exhausted. Ma yes, you are massively. I mean, think about your body is having to work so hard. Like you, it's almost like, you know how they say when you're pregnant, the first three months of pregnancy, your body is doing the equivalent of climbing a mountain every day oh in terms of what it's actually doing to facilitate the creation of this embryo and get it going. Our bodies are doing a version of that now as we, as we have to assimilate all of these new energies and frequencies and manage the emotional upheaval of facing some very difficult truths in each of our lives, collectively and individually. And so the whole collection of all the symptoms together is what I call Ascension Syndrome. What do we do to yeah, alleviate the Ascension Syndrome? Well, first of all, it just helps so much to know what you're experiencing and that you aren't going crazy. And then there are so many things you can do. It all has to do with um, smoothing out and evening out the energy spikes within you, right? So breath work, sound baths, drinking a ton of water with electrolytes, especially because we are, you know, think about like energy moves through water, right? So as these huge energies are moving through us, the more, the more hydrated we are, the easier time they have um, moving through us. And then, you know, uh, and sometimes there, you know, I talk about diet things that can help, you know, eating clean, resting a ton, and just really, really one of the keys on all levels, physically, mentally, emotionally, is and this is what this time is really calling us to do is to be really honest with ourselves, be really brave about facing those shadows and those things we've kept really deep in the basement and not want to look at because we got no choice now and um, sort of surrendering, yeah. surrendering uh, and softening. And our tendency in our society, at least since the industrial age, Western society yeah. has been... Never give up and toughen up. Fix, manage, and control everything. Um, and that no longer works. And this is, I mean, this is how it gives me chills, how perfect spirit is, the universe is, how this has all been... We came, I mean, first of all, our souls all came here at this time to have this experience. We signed up for this, everybody, uh -huh. right? So we knew this is coming. We came to be part, you know, this is the age of Aquarius. This is what the hair the was talking was about. about wow. Yeah, it's about the... This is the dawn. It's been dawning. Now it is here. The new earth is upon us and we are rising to meet it. But it's a bumpy freaking road. And so the more... You can keep that in mind 
And because what happens is when you're in the middle of it, you know, you can't see the forest. You just see this crazy tree in front of you and you start panicking and you start tightening and you start restricting and you start resisting and you start trying not to think about it. Or you start trying to soothe yourself with things, you know, alcohol or social media or whatever and you're, pick your poison, right? When you are willing, and this is what, you know, this past couple of years have forced us to do because as we couldn't go out in the world because of the shutdowns, we had to go in and face things that we'd been running from for decades, individually and collectively, right? Now we are continuing to do that. And so for each of us as a society, we already are facing some really tough truths that have been buried and avoided and not talked about and in the basement shadows, right? Mm -hmm. Community and societal shadows of racism, racial inequality, social inequality, political corruption, all of that, right? It doesn't matter what your political beliefs are. It's on both sides of the aisle, right? Individually, we're all facing shit too. Big, big stuff, you know, that we've spent our lives, sometimes many lives, um, avoiding and not wanting to see and thinking that we can just kind of tap away or positively think away, but those coping skills aren't working anymore. Damn. <laughs> so well, where does one even like start if they're, if they're feeling these symptoms? Well, I like that. Well, I'll, we can go at her thing. She said breath work, right? So would that mm-hmm. just be, vi- would you just, just look at videos yeah. online about breathing? Yeah, or you can take classes, but my mm-hmm. favorite is pranayama breath work. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, I, and I share resources. There are all sorts of resources in the book, but um, but it basically is when it, and I've always been told this even before all of this because I've been doing breath work for years and I love it. I use it a ton in trauma healing, um, but also just for anyone, I love it. You have all these metaphysical experiences. You feel a huge relief. I don't know if you've ever been to a breathwork class. It's amazing. I'm going to have to take you guys to one. But it's kooky in a way because big stuff releases. Like one of my favorite breathwork teachers always says, it's like cleaning the energetic and emotional pipes. So in a breathwork class, you will hear people crying and laughing and like just stuff coming out and nobody cares. You know, everyone's in their own little world. Nobody's looking at each other. You know, a lot of people have eye masks on, nobody cares, but stuff is just moving. And that's, I think one of the most important, important things you, you got to do that emotional work. You got to do the inner child work. You got to work with your shadows, but every single day, I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. You must move the energy of your emotions because that's what emotions are, energy in motion. And there's so much moving through us. Breath work is one way to move it. But, you know, even if it's just, and I, and I describe this in the book, like, doing a kind of getting really quiet and doing a gentle body scan. I think I walked you through this we once did, when yeah. we talked and just like going all the way into the sensation in your body and letting your body take over. Cause the body does keep the score as Bessel van der Kolk mm-hmm. says in, in, in his book, you know, the body holds these emotions and all these emotions are coming up to be cleared. So you don't have to do a, always a huge analysis and my father, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's some of that. But I would say at least half of it or more than half of it is just old, stale stuff your body has been holding on to that's been keeping it dense and low frequency that it can no longer hold if it's going to live on the planet Earth. And so you have to just 
cry or beat the crap out of a pillow or dance like a crazy person. I mean, if you see my social media, you'll see so many videos <laughs> of, of me doing that because I do it almost every day. That makes so much sense. I've been like craving and I've always liked movement. I mean, I grew up an athlete, but like at night I get, I've been getting so anxious and I mm-hmm. feel so much and I've been going for walks and like literally blasting my music. I'll like spin and dance. Yes. And I'm like, everyone probably thinks I'm a psycho, but like if Who I cares? don't do it, I feel like I'm going crazy. Yeah. You can do it around your living room if you want yeah. to, but even better out in nature. Yeah. And, um, I do this thing here. It's around the country, but I love it called ecstatic dance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you just put on those headphones that they have a DJ and there's like 200 people out on the beach, all in their own little world, dancing, like, you know, like no one dancing, like no one's watching. Um, so good. But you feel better after that. And what that, we're right? doing Much. is we're moving emotions through our body. Right, right. The the word emotions comes from the Latin word emotere, which is energy in motion. That's what every emotion is. And we tend to try to manage it, intellectualize it, squelch it, not show it, not express it. You know, and if you just let that stuff move through you, people are scared you know, because A, they've never had the experience of actually fully feeling their feelings other than joy and excitement. But when we're talking about anger, or sadness, or fear, they've squelched those. They're not used to it, but they also have this story that, oh my God, if I really let myself feel this, it's going to take me over, right? Yeah. I'm never going to come back. The opposite is true. If you really allow the emotion to move, it probably takes five to 10 minutes and it's like a pressure valve has released. And you feel, I mean, you probably find this after you dance, oh, yeah. right, Kelsey, oh, that you feel yeah. calmer, clearer, Different like, you, like you've taken a huge energetic poop, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, sound bath. Mm-hmm. What, what's a sound bath? Sound bath, sometimes with gongs, sometimes with singing bowls. Uh, sometimes just with music. But you're actually taking a bath? No, it, it, it bathes your body with sound. So oh. sound has frequency, right? It's an energetic frequency. And our bodies are, once again, matching that frequency. And so sound healers um, will, like if you've ever been to a sound bath, you, everybody just, if you're in a group sound bath, you don't have to do it in a group. You can even do it. It works even remotely on you know, on virtual, right? But you put on, even if you're doing it virtually, put on the earphones or if you're in person, you just lie down in a comfortable position and you, you end up like losing time. You don't even have to think anything or do anything, but your body attunes and entrains to the frequency of the sound and sound healers, um, are making, you know, they have different bowls that they're playing. Have you ever yeah. seen someone play yes. the bowls? Well, they have the YouTube videos yes. mm-hmm. that show them, you know, playing them. Some are fluorescent, so they look really yeah. cool. Is it enough to play a YouTube video? Like, yeah. It, yeah. Like off your phone or whatever, and you yeah. can just lie down and with headphones on? It works the same way. I just, I enjoy it more in person, but it works the same way. And, um, and those bowls have different megahertz, have literally different energetic frequencies. So like wow. the frequency of love has a sound. And so all these, so when sound healers are playing, they'd be playing love, peace, like these different, ener- the sounds of different energetic frequencies that our bodies respond to. Oh, how cool. And so I bet you, I wonder if on YouTube, you could find specific sound mm-hmm. baths for like, I want love, I want forgiveness, I want anxiety. Yeah. I, is it, is you it like that? You probably could. I haven't looked that up. Most sound baths and sound healers I know, um, sort of do a collection, right? They're playing lots of bowls at once. Yes, you see it. And um, and it's really beautiful. One of my favorite sound healers is uh, a woman named Jen Dealey. She's actually in New Jersey, but she does virtual stuff too. And um, uh, she's amazing. You know, I do virtual, because obviously I'm not in New Jersey, but I do virtual sound healing sessions with her all the time. I like that. And then we talk diet and eating clean. Can we move on to ego? Because I know we have a limited amount of time. We have many <laughs> subjects we need to get. We have a yeah. running list. Yeah. I yeah. feel like my the ego stuff, I had messaged. <laughs> Pooja and I feel like have daily therapy sessions. And this came up the other day when both of us were like, wow, we don't like to get vulnerable with someone if we're like going into a relationship, right? We're trying to date. It's like, I don't want to be vulnerable because I don't want to get hurt. Yeah. And we were talking about this and we we're like, 
wait, is it that though? Or is it just that we're like scared of our ego being bruised? So I'd message Dr. Laura and we were talking about that. So I feel like it's just a fascinating thing, just the ego in general. And yeah. I'm like, how do you even put that aside? How do you, how do you it, work with Well, that? the answer is yes, and it doesn't matter whether mm. it's your ego or fear, because that's what the ego is. The, the ego is not bad. We love our egos. Um, it's our personality, but it's also the part, it's intention is to keep us safe. So like, think of, you know, a, a really well-intentioned, but crazy roommate in your head. That's like, no, you can't do it. You can't say that. You know, you're going to look like an idiot. You can't do that. You're going to get hurt. You know, it's, it's, it's trying to keep you from getting hurt. Mm. Um, and it's agenda is fear. You know, it operates on fear. Right. And any decision made from fear unequivocally is a bad one. Right. So when you make decisions from fear, I'm not talking about, you know, authentic awareness of negative patterns you've been doing and trying to avoid those. I mean, when you're just making a decision out of scarcity or fear, it's never going to work out for you. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about not getting vulnerable with someone because you're afraid you're going to get hurt, you have learned through many different negative experiences in your life that when I open, when there've been these times that I have trusted someone that I've made myself vulnerable and they not only have abandoned me or hurt me, they've even used that information for evil rather than good. And so then your ego is like, remember, don't forget, they're going to do it again. You know, you're an idiot if you open up, right? Yeah. That's what your ego is saying. But your authentic self knows two things. One, if you can move your ego aside and really, this is where the full body yes comes in, right? And really ground yourself. And I share, by the way, when you get the Ascension book, you get all these guided meditations and a whole packet of video interviews I've done too. Um, but, But you ground yourself, which... You can, you'll get on the book, or even if you go to my website, it's on the meditation page, on the quantum love page, but you sort of ground yourself because you, because we're energetic beings and we have to kind of center ourselves in order to really feel what we're feeling. And you get really quiet and you ask your body like, okay, maybe not in the moment when that person is sitting across the table from you that you're deciding whether <laughs> to share second, or not. Yeah. Excuse me, woman, while I ground <laughs> and check for my full body, yes. But like, you know, later you, you ground, you check, okay, you know, is this person someone who can tr- I can open up to, right? Mm-hmm. And also intellectually, like, are they showing any red flags? Were they a total jerk to the waiter? Did they gossip about someone else? You know, you can tell who people right. are. They show you, yeah. you know, believe them. Um, and so as you ask yourself, like, is this someone you can, I can trust if this is one of the most beautiful things about all of us, but on steroids, as we ascend, your body is constantly talking to you Mm -hmm. and your intuition is on fire. You just have to listen to it. And, and the full body. Yes. Is, is like a full body experience. So for me, it's a buzzing, it's. I call it truth chills on myself. Like it's a yes. So you ask a yes, no, can I trust this person with my heart? That doesn't mean they're not going to break up with you someday or they're not going to, you know, potentially, it doesn't mean they're perfect and that they're your life partner, right? But is this person someone I can trust? Do I have a full body yes to that or not? Like putting my ego aside for a minute, let me just ask my body, ask my heart. I also teach people in the book and elsewhere to kind of run things, really attune to your heart center on a regular basis because there's so much support running into that constantly. That's our God self. That's our our hotline to spirit God, the universe is right in the center of your heart chakra. There's a flame there, which is like the center and the start of your consciousness and your existence. And if you start tuning into that, even when I'm doing a session with someone and I'm getting a hit on something, I'm like, okay, is this just like my agenda that I really want to tell her, you know, she really shouldn't trust this, you know, or is this true? Mm-hmm. I run it through my heart and I can always tell if it constricts and doesn't open it's not real. 
As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. How do you know if it's your heart versus your head? Because it's a visceral, physical experience. Mm, okay. That's what I'm saying. Your ego is your head, right? right. Or if, if I were to say to you, you know, say hello to yourself in your head, right? The one who is saying hello in your head is your ego. Ooh. The one who is hearing hello is your true self, right? Yeah. So you have to start really communicating and attuning to and checking in with your true self. Okay. That's all on the metaphysical and emotional level. On the practical level, trusting someone, opening your heart to them, taking an emotional risk. There is, and this is what we call cognitive behavioral, right? Like the checking these assumptions. Okay. So you open up to someone, you get vulnerable. They betray you or abuse you or turn out to be one more jerk. What happens? You get hurt for a second yeah. and then you move on. It sucks yeah, and yeah. then you move on. And yeah. you're wiser and smarter because True. of it. True. Right? So nothing risked, nothing gained. Mm. That doesn't mean you unequivocally, you know, give your heart away to everyone. Right. But in the end, the only way we can have real love in our life is if we're willing to get our heart broken. And you can be guaranteed, it may not happen through love, but I can absolutely guarantee you you're going to have your heart broken many times. All of us are. Right. We're going to, you can't be so scared of heartbreak. We're mm -hmm. all going to have our hearts broken many, many times mm -hmm. before we go. Hopefully, because we're going to live a long time. Yeah. Dang. What's the difference between the, the heart? It does. <laughs> but what's the difference between the heart and the stomach? Because I always oh. hear the stomach's the second brain. Yeah. And so that's why you get confused, like what to listen to. Um, they're connected and both, right? There's not one. The gut, you know, when they talk about gut instincts, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. You feel that in your belly. My issue with gut instincts, and I believe in them, um, is that sometimes what is a gut instinct is actually fear. Mm. And sometimes fear is coming from ego, and sometimes it's coming from intuition. And so knowing the difference, what that feels like. So you feel the gut pull, the stomach dropping before you say, oh, God, this is a bad person, or I shouldn't be doing that run it through your heart, right? And then you know, okay, this is just old fear coming up and old patterns that I'm, you know, trying to protect myself or something is really off with this person. I like that. that you just clarified that for me. Yeah, because we, we talk a lot on here about intuition versus versus anxiety, mm -hmm. and I didn't realize how closely... But that the heart can be the, the way that tells you which is which. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's intuition or it's ego. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, okay, attachment styles. Yeah, this is the one fun. Kelsey got me going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so much fun. Kelsey, lead us can, into this. Well, can you walk us through them, Dr. Laura? And then I guess kind of explain, for me, I feel like, again, this is my puja and my daily therapy. <laughs> I really recently realized like how much of an anxious anxious attachment style I am and like how much that can play yeah. into, especially now with our stupid phones yes. and texting and yeah. DMing and, yeah. oh my God, I lose my mind. And yeah. So, okay. So there's basically four different styles of attachment. It comes from the way, you know, on a metaphysical level, we could say it's our past lives and mm. our soul's journey and that, you know, may all be true, but let's just focus on the practical for this conversation. It has everything to do with your early childhood, what was modeled for you and, you know, traumas and rejections and abandonments you experienced. And by trauma, I don't necessarily mean only big T trauma, like 
physical, emotional, sexual abuse. It could be bullying. It could be hypercritical parents. It could be your first boyfriend, you know, humiliating you in front of the school. You know, it could be all kinds of things. Um, but we learn about how worthy we are of love and how much we can trust love um, in our childhoods usually. And so let's, you know, secure attachment, right? That's the first kind. Mm-hmm. Few of us. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> make who it, that? <laughs> very few of, our, of us make it through our childhood with secure attachment, <laughs> but we certainly can heal too. I mean, that's the goal is mm-hmm. to reach secure attachment, which is someone who not only trusts love, and trust that, you know, not everybody's perfect and people make mistakes and people leave and people act stupid and people act unconscious and hurtful, but I'm going to be okay no matter what. Mm. I can trust my worthiness of love and I can trust love, right? Um, the, the anxious um, attachment, which you're talking about, is typically someone, and that, you know, is, it was my leaning too, um, is someone who is in codependency, right? Yeah. So someone who was raised in an environment with someone who struggled significantly with untreated emotional issues or, or psychiatric issues like depression or bipolar or borderline, um, or someone who uh, was raised with an addict. Mm. Um, but basically, in order to get, in order to survive their childhood, they needed to take care emotionally of the other person. And there was always this sense, or sometimes even physically of the other person, and there was always this sense that if I'm not enough, if um, I don't show up exactly as this other person wants, I can be abandoned. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a child's sense of abandonment. You know, imagine a little kid with their parents threatening to leave them on the side of the road. You know, when you're a child, abandonment is an emotional, it's like life or death, mm-hmm. right? So we hold on to that energetic fear, even if intellectually we know, you know, I'm not going to die if someone abandons me. On a certain level, our inner child, the anxious one, doesn't know that, right? So that's when you see codependence, not trusting, being scared of someone abandoning you or cheating on you, Um, someone who is constantly checking or not showing or not trusting or not showing up as their authentic self fully or not asking for what they really need and want. Um, They sometimes can be you know, and, and I, and I say this with love cause it's not malintentioned. They can be manipulative, mm. right? So that would be someone who, instead of saying, I really need some comfort right now, will pick a fight and try to make the other person feel insecure. So they'll, they won't even really, they're not doing it consciously. Right. right. But, but we're a little manipulative as I'm a recovering codependent, but I, but I still have some of those things. We can be a little bit manipulative and we don't like seeing ourselves that way because we have to be perfect to be loved. But, um, but that's part of the shadow work, right? Recognizing that those parts of ourselves, not because we need to criticize them or hate them or judge them, but they were coping strategies we developed when we were little teeny little (laughs) boo-boos to try to survive our childhood and get our needs met. You know, so that's the anxious kind, the avoidant kind is someone who we would see more as a narcissist, someone who either sabotages, you know, sabotages love before it starts or has their heart completely closed off so they can look on the outside. Those are the ones that will love bomb you in the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. They look on the outside and they can be very charming and they can go through the motions of love and being loving, but when the rubber meets the road, they are shut down and they can go from hot to cold really quickly. Um, and, and they learned the same thing that they couldn't trust love, but they were often experienced a lot of trauma and a lot of, um, their needs not being met and the grownups in charge of them were not safe and didn't take care of them. And so they had, they realized that they couldn't depend on anyone or anything but themselves. And so unlike the codependent, who's like, let me just be whatever you need me to be, do whatever I need to do so you can take care of me, the narcissist or the avoidant attachment person will just be like, I don't need anyone. I can just take care of myself. 
and everyone else is just an extension of me or a tool for me or, you know, this is on, all of these things are on a continuum, right? And every single one of us is a little bit of a narcissist and a little bit of a codependent and a little bit of all these things. We're all somewhere on this, on this continuum, but, you know, some of us are just much further in one direction than the other. And then the fearful attachment is someone who would fall in the category of borderline personality disorder. Mm. Oh, those are the toughest. <laughs> those are the toughest. Right. Oh. Because they're, you know, like that song, hot and I'm cold, I'm oh. young and I'm old. They're yeah. all over the place. They're the ones that are like the psycho ex-girlfriend, mm. you know, <laughs> they will like love bomb you and then sabotage you. And then you break up with them and they are going to destroy you. Yeah. Oh like they will destroy you. Scariest people in the world. Scariest Scary. people. Run. Just Scariest. Run. And I can tell you as a therapist, I can't even work with like that. That's the one population I can't I treat that. because can anyone treat them? Pe there are people who specialize in treating borderline personality disorder. However, the problem is that it comes from a wound that is so early. It's usually pre-conscious. Mm. Usually these people were, um, you know, in those first three years of life had none of their needs met or very few of their needs or were abandoned or were abused or mistreated. And so it's such an early wound that often it's pre-conscious and it's really hard to get to. And they are, the reason I can't really work with them is because they are masterful manipulators. <sighs> masterful. And you have to be, I am not, I am many, many things and I have many strengths, but I, as you've probably noticed, I'm not particularly strategic. Like I just say no. it as it is. Yeah. I, I don't like filtering myself, even when I'm working with someone and you have to be like, like a the master chess player and, mm. s and see 10 moves ahead and, and orient your brain that way. To eventually get them to a point where they realize it's, it's them mm -hmm. and they have to work on it and that's possible. Yeah. And even to help them work on it. Cause every step of the way they're going to be manipulating and they seem on the surface, all of us who have known borderline personality people, they seem on the surface at first glance and maybe at first meeting and maybe the first two weeks, you know them, they're unbelievably charming oh. and mm -hmm. funny and amazing. <laughs> and then the crazy comes out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So for all of these attachment styles, maybe minus that one because yeah. they're hard, how do we even, besides like a talk therapy, like how do we get deep and like try and work through some of this stuff? Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because it's all, you know, and it's not, I don't mean to just keep bringing it back to ascension, but the things that help with ascension help with this, mm. which is my favorite kind of therapy. And I like all kinds of therapy, but especially for those early wounds that are running our lives. Um, which they do, and especially as now we're ascending and our old coping skills and keeping those demons in so-called demons, which are really just sweet little child parts of ourselves in the basement, right? Somatic experiencing therapy, I am a huge fan of, um, and that's a lot of what I was talking about earlier. When you attune to the body and you listen to the body and you get out of, and here I am, like I'm one of the biggest intellectualizers there are. I can talk my way into or out of anything. Um, and I'm, and I'm a talk therapist mm -hmm. who ironically over the past several years is helping people in my work connect more to their body talking then their brain's talking. And you have to get out of your thinking brain with trauma work or with heal this kind of healing work, these earlier childhood wounds, inner child work. Um, you have to get out of your thinking brain because our bodies, um, you know, like you were saying before, Kev, there was, there's this butt, butt brain, this gut brain. <laughs> there's a butt brain. There's this gut brain connection, right, that's so instantaneous that our, our bodies, yeah. like, have an ancient fear reaction to something, you know, we experience between ages four and seven, right? And then it, our brains pick that up and say, oh, I got a blah, 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 
but it's actually in response to a bodily experience, right? So when you get past that, you've got to do some thinking and some addressing of the issues and some naming and clarifying of the, of the wounds you've experienced. But I would say the bulk of the healing comes from moving the past through you because at a certain point, and even you, Kelsey, you know intellectually all of this. Uh-huh. You know uh-huh. all of this. You're not someone yeah. who hasn't done a lot of personal growth right. or personal work or yeah, educated. I'm aware of it. Yeah. You're totally aware of it, right? And you probably even know why yeah. and all of that, right? Now it's time to do the somatic work. Right. That's the hard stuff because I hate emoting, but well, I need you, to not you, hate it. You just start and you will yeah. see. If you just start and you do it, several times, you will stop hating it. Mm. The only reason you hate it is because you haven't experienced the relief that it creates. Oof. Are there videos, like, I know we should probably do somatic work with an actual practitioner, mm-hmm. but are there videos that we can, like, start with on YouTube? And Or even influencers you would do? recommend? Yeah. Oh, good question. Is it safe? Yeah. You know, it it is safe. It's kind of like self-hypnosis mm. in that you will only go so far yeah. by yourself, right? Um, and I do have in in you're not crazy, you're just ascending. One of the, I have a couple of guided meditations that will actually take you into your body into a somatic release process. Mm. Um, I can't think of any YouTube YouTubers or influencers that really walk you through this book, uh, this process, but there are some books, Bessel van der Kolk's, as I said, um, I think it's, his last name is Levine. It's it's either John or Peter Levine, um, walking the tiger is another really good one, um, about somatic experiencing. Um, but it's really a process of just getting quiet gently scanning, you know, those old fashioned copy machines that would like the light, you'd see the light moving across Mm -hmm. the page, like just move that light of your conscious awareness gently down your body. And you'll notice, right? You remember we did this, Kev, a version of this, you notice, oh, there's a hitch in my chest or there's a rock in my stomach. And then you put all of your conscious awareness on that spot and you ask it to grow and you ask it to get bigger and bigger still and bigger still. And then you just soften your awareness and you ask, you know, there's different points you can do, right? So you can then ask it to take a form you can communicate with and tell you what you want. You can blow it out of your body and see what color and shape it is. From a release standpoint, it's about then saying to your body, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to move out of the way here. What do you want to do with this sensation? Mm. And all of a sudden, if you just stop thinking or planning or trying to decide what your body's going to do, all of a sudden you'll start rocking on all fours or pounding the shit out of a pillow or rolling around on the floor, like whatever. You don't judge it. You don't care. Like you don't have any agenda. You're just like, get really curious about what your body wants to do. And you move your control of it out of the way. And it is amazing. It has. It never ceases to astound me what my body comes up with to do. <laughs> what, I'm, I'm a little off base here, but what do, you, what do you think about ayahuasca and the taking of mushrooms and things like mm-hmm. that? I think they are amazing healing tools under the right circumstances. Mm. And I am a huge proponent. I've done some journeys myself. I, um, I think in some ways, depending on the intention you have and the way that you take it, you know, I know you've interviewed Anita Morjani and different people who've had near death experiences, right? And all the awareness and knowledge and clarity they come back with, right? In some ways, ayahuasca or mushrooms or MDMA guided, guided, therapeutically guided journeys give you the benefits of dying without having to die because you leave your body and you suddenly have the 360 meta view. You commune with, I mean, I've had clients, I don't do the journeys myself, but I refer them to people sometimes under certain circumstances. I've had clients who've met Jesus. I've had clients who've had long, who didn't believe in God before, you know, and I'm not saying Jesus is the only God, but Jesus turned yeah. out to be, you know, uh, I've had people who had long 
unbelievably healing conversations with their loved ones who have transitioned. Um, it is unbelievably healing and the healing stays with you, but it must be integrated, which is why it's, there are people and they're kind of on the QT unless you're in one of those places where it's legal. There are people and clinicians who guide, who do guided therapeutic journeys. So that means they meet with you several times before you do the journey. Then they are with you and you're, and they're even recording you. And they, and they know what your intentions are for the journey and they help you get really clear on that. And then they are with you for like five to seven hours while you are on the journey and facilitating and guiding and directing based on your intentions. And then afterwards, they meet with you several times to process it and integrate it, right? That's where I think it can be unbelievably powerful. People are just like, I'm going to start microdosing oh, or I'm, yeah. gonna go, oh, yeah. I'm going to Costa Rica and going to trip on ayahuasca. I mean, yeah, you're going to have a great experience, I'm sure. But like do it in a, if you want the healing yeah. and sustainable healing, do it in a guided way. God, yeah, the microdosing the is right, so big right now. It's huge, I know. Well, I know but I know people and, are doing it like, socially. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, you're yeah. not, you know, with no, the, I know it's a little, yeah. 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 And I think you really have to find the right practitioner, yeah. which is always just have to go on recommendations. Yeah. You have to go until it's legal. Evidently Biden is talking about mm-hmm. legalizing it. And, wow. and there've been tons of studies, especially with vets and cancer patients, you know, terminal cancer patients. If you read that, um, if you read those studies, it's astounding. And there is, oh, I'm blanking. I have such a name dysfunction. Um, I got to think of the book. Anyway, there's a book of a researcher, this guy, it's called Change Your Mind, I think. Okay. And it's about his journey. To, there's even a documentary on Netflix about it, um, using these substances to heal specifically mm-hmm. and to really change the way your brain functions. Um, but right now it is sort of... Um, on the recommendation of people and until it's legal because everybody's scared of, mm. you know, getting arrested. And even then, you know, they'll say, okay, contact me on WhatsApp or whatever. You know, they keep wow. it, they keep it. Yeah. Um, but I there know. are growing numbers of healing professionals who are doing this work. Okay, you guys, all this ascending is actually making me tired. <laughs> 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 Talking about ascension syndrome, ego, and, uh, uh, attachment styles. Oof. Okay, Kelsey. Yes, Kelsey. Um, yeah, there's going to be more tomorrow. We got a lot more tomorrow. We, it, tomorrow, we're talking love languages. We talk human design. We talk Enneagram. We talk crystals. We, ma- maintenance of crystals? And How to protect yourself if you're an empath? If you're a messy empath. Yeah. Okay. All right. We talk a lot. But Ascension Syndrome, it's real. Oh, Yeah. I was, I mean, I've heard you talk about it and you talk about it a lot. I mean, I think, I think it's real because it's, uh, it's effect physically. I am still just completely exhausted and I'm not myself, right. not, not, and all the old ways of doing things and nothing's working. That's what stuck with me was that the old coping skills are not working now because I feel like that's something that this year, it's like my anxiety, I feel like has been at an all time high because I used to just put my head down and go. And now I'm like, Oh, that's not working for me. I actually have to face these things, which Obviously, I'm so grateful for the show because it's kind of forced me to face things and gives me tools to do so. But yeah, that when she said that, that really resonated. Pooja, like, are you f- experiencing ascension syndrome or just too young and too happy? And- <laughs> I honestly think I am. I didn't think, I didn't really think about it. And then recently me and Kels were talking and my old ways of just pretending I'm not sad or ignoring my feelings mm-hmm. just isn't working. They keep popping up and I didn't attribute it to ascending, but maybe that's what's happening. Makes sense though. And we're, I feel like we're so heightened, like we're forced to be aware, right? Like again, with the show, it's like, so dang, when you're aware of it, then you're like, what do I do? God, I can't just shove my emotion down. So yeah. Wow. And I, I like learning, hearing about trusting your heart. Cause we, mm. cause I get confused sometimes, but trust your gut, trust your gut. That was a good question. So man. she gave us clarification on, you know, the, the gut is kind of still reacting to the brain, which is the ego. Yep. And it will be the heart that will tell you if it is true or not. Mm-hmm. Right? And that full body, yes. And if it's, you know, it kind of goes back to, Kev, what you and I were talking about the other day on RGF and what Greg Braden was talking about, how your heart, you know, holds memory and like our head takes over. So her, yeah, saying she runs everything through her heart. I was like, 
Oh, that makes sense. Your heart is going to be your like actual decider. I feel of, it. I feel yeah. it in my chest. Yeah. I mean, and that's what she was saying. It's like actually a physical feeling. Yeah. Versus like just a, an anxiety or a fear or whatever. But yeah, now you can ask yourself, is this my ego or mm-hmm. is speaking or is this something that um, I genuinely need to be concerned about, afraid about? Or, yeah. 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 All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. We will be back tomorrow. Yes, we Same will. Better Together time. Yep. Same Better Together platform. <laughs> See you there. Oh, wait. Be make- nice, people. Make good choices and be present. This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or MariaMenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions. Hey, Hill Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you.